Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So the idea that they're doing the young audience a tremendous service by showing a game in a postseason on streaming is a bunch of freaking nonsense. They did it because the NBC people gave them $110 million for the one stupid game. So all the owners, they split the 55 million and they make a fortune. This is not about little Timmy Russo, little Colin Russo, little Kira Russo. This is about making money. It's NFL playoff football. 110 million people are going to watch the Super Bowl and it is not being strange. Mad dog. <laughs> He's mad. He hates streaming. Hate streaming, apparently. Yeah. There's, he also had a rant, which I, I told Josh to save, where he talked about how all he wants to do is watch the games by himself. And I thought, save that for the next time Howard comes in. I just want to watch the games by myself. I don't want anybody to talk to me. Good morning, Jeremy and Joe. It's uh, beautiful outside. It is so nice. Let's out. go. Yeah. Vibes are up. I mean, the temperature's not up yet. We're getting there, right? Working on it. Into, we're uh, into the 40s probably right now, in the 50s later. It's 32 right now. It's gone down since I came in. <laughs> it's it was 35 be, when I got up. It's going to be 51 really? later. We're gonna, it's going to be nice out, so we're going we're to enjoy that. We're uh, you know chatting a lot of things today. We've got uh, Trevor Sikama coming up at 9.30 today. He's got a new mock draft. Until then, you know we can chat with you about a lot of different things. We've talked about the NFL awards tonight and uh, why Josh Allen is not going to win the MVP, why it's going to be Lamar Jackson. So we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit more, and throughout you know the rest of the morning, get to whatever else. We also had a conversation about what trophy would be the best doorstop. Yep, yep. And that comes from the first ever Heisman Trophy winner leaving it at his aunt's house, and she used it as a doorstop. Uh huh. And Allie called in from Wyoming to chime in on this. Allie, good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, so this is kind of, this is random, but I, I went to the University of Wyoming, um, which okay. is where the whole state of Wyoming became Bills fans when um, you guys drafted Josh. So we, we love the Bills. But um, we have a, a rivalry game um, with Colorado State University in Fort Collins, um, and we play for the Bronze Boot. Um, and it's <laughs> a boot. size 8 jump boot. Uh, replica from a, a Vietnam uh, war veteran okay. and they run it across the border because um, our schools are about like 60 70 miles apart so our ROTC programs uh, run it back and forth to like whoever's hosting that year um, but it's like a solid bronze boot yeah. and it is the the lore at school is that it is very very heavy so I think it would make a tremendous <laughs> uh, doorstop um, and so yeah we're, we're very proud to uh, have our have our bronze boot. Very cool. I'm looking at it right now. So, Allie, whenever you, you, you say you're in Wyoming and the, the Josh Allen fan club out there, whenever we see those maps that show Bills games in Wyoming, you'd be one of the people that's in that little pocket watching the Bills. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. we are 
very proud. There are bills. I'm from a, a town in like central Wyoming, and we have flags. And there's you get go bills and go pokes. We say go pokes is our mascot, so it was very like is easy for us mm. to adopt the go bills because it's very similar to go pokes. So yeah, very. we uh, we love the bills. Very good. Thanks, Ellie. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, take care. I'm looking at this boot right now, and this would be make a tremendous doorstop, I think. (laughs) Nice, solid base. It's not too weighted at the top. All right, well, the the Heisman. The obvious follow-up is, now that Allie has called in for the best doorstop, what trophy would make the worst doorstop? I mean, the, like, Claret Jug. For winning the Open Championship because it's so tiny and flimsy, right? It's going to fall over. It's not going to hold the door. It's not even. It's not going to even begin to do the job. I'm going to go. Or is that uh, the first one I looked at? Is the F1 Championship Trophy? It's very. T- it's top heavy. The F1 Championship Trophy. Next, we'll get to while we're doing this. Anthony in Buffalo. Hey, Anthony, what's up? Good morning, guys. Um, so my opinion is I'm a huge fan of Sean McDermott. However, for any people in Buffalo who are against John McDermott as the head coach, who is a better candidate, and would anybody in this town consider Bill Belichick as the new head coach? Would anybody consider it like if the Bills, would people campaign for it, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, you know, with his... I mean, hell, him being back in in, in the AFC East, I mean, against his rival team. I mean, it would make for great drama for the league. Uh, but, you know, me personally, I, I kind of grew up for uh, 10 years in, in New England country while being a Bills fan, so it was a little rough. But, yeah, he's done some incredible things. You know, again, I, I'm a huge fan of Sean McDermott. What he's done with the team is just incredible, turning it around. But, you know, just for sake of entertainment-wise, I mean, what, what would you think about Bill Belichick coming to Buffalo? I would think about it the same way I think the rest of the NFL would think about it, which is I can respect him all I want. I don't want him running my organization right now. Yeah, it would mean, if all the reports are true, that you were letting him make decisions over Brandon Bean. And, like, no, thank you at all on that front. Also, do I have any confidence that guy knows how offense works in today's game? It's just, if they were ever to move on from Sean McDermott, it would be like my least... Let me get older. Let me stay defensive. Let me get more archaic. Let me start to worry more about how much they're going to throw the ball versus run it. I just... I. He, he's has six Super Bowls. I also feel like there there's not many ideas I like less for replacing him. If they ever were going to. Give me Ben Johnson. If they're ever going to do it, give me Ben Johnson. It is kind of weird because I'm I'm aligned with that. Do you ever stop and think, I mean, it sounds ridiculous. Let me hire this guy that's never been a head coach mm-hmm. instead of the guy that, listen, you could say everything you, you want to about Belichick without Brady. What would Belichick do with Josh Allen? If, if, if I've got the guy that can only win Super Bowls with a great quarterback, mm-hmm. Okay, like that doesn't sound like a bad thing, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I, I I tend to agree. Although any of these jobs that Belichick could have had, if he goes to Atlanta, they don't have an answer at quarterback. I don't have any belief that they're going to get that right unless they find a quarterback. I always thought the only place that would have made sense for him would have been L.A., and Harbaugh took that job, who was another 
whale of a hire, right? Yeah. Who was Belichick going to lose out to? He lost out to Raheem Morris because he wanted too much power in Atlanta? Yeah, I guess. Also, uh, this really gets you off the case as uh, we you know, continue here on the wide receiver train, and you are oh boy, you're bringing in the guy he's, who probably is the worst history ever drafting wide receivers. He's pretty bad. Tyquan Thornton, Trey Nixon, uh, Nikhil Harry in round one, Malcolm Mitchell, Jeremy Gallon, Aaron Dobson in round two, Jeremy Ebert. Who? Taylor Price, third round. Like, this is his last 15 years drafting wide receivers. Do you have one good player in there? How many touchdowns are between those guys? Like, five? Uh, Maybe. I think it's less than that. Well, I, was th- I feel like Tyquan Thornton had, like, a couple. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. He has not drafted a good wide receiver since Julian Edelman, which was a sixth-round pick 20 years ago. Super Bowl MVP Julian Edelman. He won one. Ten catches. He did? Wh- which, yeah. which game? Uh, the one where he made the insane... Well, that was Atlanta. He didn't... The one where he made the crazy catch. He wins it for Patriots over Rams. Edelman had 10 catches for 141. In a game they scored 10 points? 13. 13 points? Edelman won the MVP. Okay. I guess who else were you going to give it to in that game? Gilmore. Gilmore. That's right. Gilmore should have won that. Gilmore was unbelievable in that game. Thanks for the phone call. 803-0550. NFL awards tonight. Why isn't Allen going to win the MVP? We had a caller call during Sal's segment to talk about interceptions. And I I love talking about interceptions. I, I love the nuance of, of these points. The caller that called earlier referenced, you know, if you go back in history and look at interception percentage for guys like Jim Kelly in, in the 90s and a few years back, there, there's one difference is that passing has gone up and now interceptions are about where they used to be. It used to be the league lead in interceptions was 17 in that neighborhood. And that's still kind of where it is. I mean, even though Jameis Winston did it for 30 times. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen did throw a lot of interceptions, but he also threw a lot more passes than teams used to throw. Yep. And I can remember getting, for me, getting deep in the interception point and overvaluing protecting the ball is a direct result of the Tyrod Taylor Bills for me. like I, I liked Tyrod just fine. But I didn't want to artificially inflate the idea that he was so good at protecting the ball, therefore he had to have been a good quarterback. It was about being safe. And there was a there's a period of time where, like a Brock Purdy game manager kind of guy, a lot of teams felt like they could reverse engineer a good quarterback if they just avoided bad stuff. If you avoid bad stuff, you can be okay. And I think of the NFL today with some of these quarterbacks and how good they are, that idea has, has kind of gone more than ever before right mm-hmm. now if you have a guy that protects the football you're you're dead on arrival congratulations he protects the football that's not going to win it just does not win anymore so you live with a guy like Allen who throws a lot of interceptions but you just think well whatever I get the good stuff with it if I get a guy that protects the ball and all I do is punt all the time I'm the Steelers so congratulations what do you what are you getting out of it so to the point on Allen's interceptions, I don't know that they've ever bothered me out of an individual game like the Jet game. And to me, the opener this year, the Jet game, that was more of a, mm, well, he's going to do that sometimes. Sometimes he's going to fall into bad habits. Sometimes he's the scheme's going to be predictable and the team's going to jump on it. It's going to happen, but you have a guy that does so many great things. I, I can't even imagine punishing a quarterback for MVP because he threw more interceptions than you're comfortable with. 
I do think that's happening, though, in the league. It, it has it, to be. It's mentioned on every single broadcast that the Bills play on, right? That he leads the league in picks or turnovers since the since the start of his career. Um, but the, the, the volume of passes is right. And Chris Trapasso is now picking up on this, too. The, the thing that I mentioned last hour about the pro football focus stats, that Allen's turnover-worthy play rate is like not higher than these other guys. He last year had a bit of a lucky season with it because it was a little higher. This year it actually went down, but the interceptions went up because defenders caught them all, and that's not normal. I mean, that's going to the last year that was Dak a little bit. Dak just like didn't get any luck to go his way every time it threw it in harm's way, which is going to happen to everybody. It always went in the defender's hands. And then this year, what happened? Positive regression. He wasn't near the league lead in interceptions. And Trapasso's putting down numbers that Allen, like Lamar had, Lamar had basically the same turnover worthy play rate that Allen did this year. But Allen had 18 interceptions and Lamar had eight. There's just there, there isn't a, a an amount of deep thinking I think from the voters on this specific thing in the first place. Let alone how valuable it is. It is even if you decide he's worse at that than everybody. Even if he is worse at it than everybody, it shouldn't really matter that much. Well, and there are other numbers that show he's not actually worse than everybody else. He's just unlucky. Let me ask you this because this is a point about buzzword here, analytics and all that. Right. When it comes to the way we look at. I don't know, NHL goalies or yeah. players. People don't really look at plus minus anymore. Oh, and, I hope not. And, Holy right. Cow. And for goalies, if you see goals against average, you know there's a lot of context in there. Yeah. You see save percentage, same thing. There's a lot of context in there. You don't just win the Vezina because of a save percentage or a goals against. Like there, there's a lot of context kind of built in, one would hope. With the NFL, we know as the as the teams evaluate these players, like they're definitely looking at this. And yet here are, yeah. here are MVP voters that are still like, well, that's a lot of picks. <laughs> right. Well, that's too many picks. How many wins did you have? I'm gonna count how many wins you had and how many interceptions you had, and that's gonna be like my that's gonna be my thesis for the whole my whole voting ballot. DJ in Lockport. Hey DJ, good morning. Hey, good morning. Well, I got two things. Um, the doorstop. Doorstop has to be that crystal football that you get in college football. That trophy. I mean, you. That's right. Falling on the steps, breaking. So I mean, it doesn't even have a. You're right. It doesn't even have a base. It, wait, it has a. You set it into a base, right? Yes. It looks like your grandma's Faberge egg that you're going to drop. Yeah. So. But um, I got this thing with Allen. Obviously, Lamar's great. In my take, you first off, Purdy, you put Allen on the Niners, they're 17 and 0, and he's got 55 touchdowns. You put Purdy on the Bills, they're an 8 9 win team, if that, if he has a great year. Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Tom leads the that team all year. Josh Allen, I get the interception thing, I get it. 10 in literally any of his major statistical categories for his position. God's name. Is that guy the MVP of the league with knowing that there's a player on his team that would probably bring them to a decent season anyway? I just don't see it. I, I To me, it's asinine to think that Lamar Jackson. He's awesome. He's great. But there's no <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're, we're losing, losing you. Yeah. We got the gist of it, but we're losing you. I mean, it will be Lamar's second MVP. His first MVP, I don't think anyone would dispute. No. Led the league in passing. They went 14-2. and two. Or led the league in t- passing, passing touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, and went fourteen and two, and he did all the stuff he did on the ground. So nobody would really dispute. It was unanimous. 
Yeah. And this time around, we will get ranked choice, like you, one, two, three. Yeah. So Allen, I, I would, I bet you, Joe, that Allen finishes in second. Second over the other nominees are Purdy, Tua, and I think McCaffrey. All right, let's predict. Uh, Dak, Dak, not Tua. Should we predict the order? It's going to go Lamar one. You want to predict that Allen's going to be second? Uh, yeah. I wonder if they would put McCaffrey that high. McCaffrey, <laughs> other position, weird year for quarterbacks. Um, it Allen and McCaffrey, though, would be 2-3 for me in some order. Is how they you're predicting how they will finish, not yeah. how they should. No, how they will finish. Yeah. And then Dak for Purdy five? Or Dak five. Dak's finish to the season was so Yeah. Blech. It wasn't yeah. He was the favorite at one point. I had a bet, by the way, on him to win it. Uh that was like seven to one at the midpoint of the season. It was going great, and then yeah, the Bills game was the beginning of the end for it. Yeah, after the Bills game, I mean, he had some big ones in there. Even after the Bills game? Yeah. After the Bills game, he threw eight touchdowns to two picks. Mm-hmm. 253, 345, 279 passing. One more call here from uh, Jordan before the break. We've taken a number of calls on what college football or what football trophy would be the worst doorstop. Yeah, any I mean, any trophy. I saw the F one trophy that you met, and that would be horrible. It's a very top heavy. Oh yeah, yeah it would go right over. Yeah. Jordan's got another one for us. Jordan, good morning. Yeah, guys, I've I've got the single worst one, and simultaneously at the same time, the best one to add to your Super Bowl day spread. It's the Wimbledon trophy. It's a freaking plate. <laughs> <laughs> it won't work. Uh, but guys, real quick on the Allen discourse. I think he's not winning the MVP because he had his worst games on prime time when the most eyes were on him. That might be right. And Lamar, yeah. one of the things, like as we were doing this like week to week, Lamar's game against, they, they, they shredded Miami and San Francisco in back-to-back weeks. Right. And that seems when it all ended. Yeah, when was everybody watching and Allen went off? Because you had the Jet game to start, not good, you had the Jaguar game in London that was a standalone, not great. The numbers were there, but they lost that game. The Giant game where they scored 14 points, nope, not there, right? I mean, Tampa, Tampa was pretty good. Past that, Cincinnati, nope. Eagles, Eagles, he was, well, that wasn't, that wasn't a primetime game. And then you had, you know. Charger game late, and that wasn't great for him. So, uh, yeah, maybe that's. I don't think that should matter, but I'm trying to pick the brain of like how are these? How is it that Lamar is going to just win tonight? And it's just it's just easy. He's he's the winner. And how are how do they arrive at that vote? And I think this definitely could factor into the equation that every time Allen played in front of everybody, it didn't it didn't go great. I'm looking at the Wimbledon trophies. And I've got it the, is a plate, right? W- one of them is a plate. And after finding out that he- the Heisman Trophy winner, the first ever Heisman Trophy winner, used it as a doorstop launching this conversation, I now need to know if you think that a Wimbledon champion that got the plate one has ever used it as a snack platter. For sure. <laughs> you drink out of the Stanley Cup, people baptize kids in the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Although the, the Wimbledon Trophy is more of a, uh, more of a, a gentleman's trophy. If you will, right? Well, it's the ladies' single trophy. That's the uh, oh the rose water dish. Okay, yeah. 
So you've got Serena Williams using that, like when she has guests over. She is she's throwing a party. For the, you, for the Super Bowl. Serena Williams throwing a Super Bowl party. Is she using the Wimbledon dish? The Rosewater dish? I'm the Rosewater dish that she is there by the way, is there only one? Do they pass it around or does do you get one for every time you win? Because then Serena would have a bunch of them and she could just make the whole thing. Spreads everywhere, little sandwiches over here, little piece of pizza. You know, you could throw your dips in, in there as well. She got a Wimbledon trophy for everything. It really feels like the only trophy that is publicly defiled r- routinely the is Stanley the Stanley Cup. Cup. Yeah. It is, it, it, it's also funny. It's treated like it's the most sacred. Yeah. And there are books about how it is consistently just, you know, abused. Oh, the keeper of the cup has got, I've heard him on shows before where he's got stories of like things that have happened to that Stanley Cup. Dented tons of times. It was dented right after the game when the Avalanche won it. Yeah, they dropped it they, on the ice. They, well, the guy fell. And landed. Well, I mean, the players go and take it out after, right? Like every time, every team that's ever won it goes for the night out with the cup. The Canadians that thing is never it. surviving that without without any sort of you know damage. The Canadians dropped it off a bus during their parade. Liverpool dropped the Champions League trophy off a bus a couple of years ago. The Champions League trophy, I feel like this happens to a lot too because it's so big. Brady and Gronk threw the, the Lombardi trophy from a boat. Right. Oh man! Imagine if that had sunk to the bottom of like the bay. Gronk also bunted a baseball with the with the Lombardi Trophy, didn't he? <laughs> or maybe this happens more than we think it does yeah, with yeah. filing trophies. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Have some instant trivia to get to. Pick of the week coming up. There's a milestone coming this weekend. I will be tuning in for. It's before. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Super Bowl. Tell you what that is. That's coming up in the pick of the week. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Bears fans are super interested about the offensive coordinator coming in, Shane Waldron. What can you tell them about who they just hired to try to get this offense where it needs to go? Um, uh, oh. this, is, this is live? Yeah. <laughs> We're not live. We're not live. I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, good luck to y'all. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a great person. <laughs> that is former Future Bills receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba mm-hmm. on Shane Waldron, his former offensive coordinator. Not a fan, I guess. <laughs> uh, is this live? <laughs> Great answer. Is this live? Is such a good answer. <laughs> it's, a, it's an unbelievable answer. Uh, good luck to the Bears, right? Because isn't that where Shane Waldron went as their new offensive coordinator? Yeah, that's why. That's why they're asking him. Oh, right. There yeah. Yeah. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. It's uh, beautiful outside. People will be on the golf course today. I have an invitation. I have a standing invitation to go play some golf. I also do, and I think I'm going to text my friend right now and tell him Saturday I'm going to be. I'm going. I'm coming. Well, I'm going today and tomorrow are the days. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday looks tougher. It looks rainy. Could could see some pre- mm. some precipitation on Saturday. I don't know if I want the mud, the cold, and the rain. 
That doesn't sound very enjoyable. No. I do kind of want to do it, though, just to say I golfed in February. Yeah. But is that ever a good idea, to do something just because you you can then say you did it? I feel like that's 50% of doing things. Is just, yeah. <laughs> just to say that you did it? Yeah. Would you want to go to the moon if no one ever knew you did and you couldn't tell anybody? I'm like a space addict, so I yes, I, I might yet say yes, but I understand. I but understand. you wouldn't be able to talk about it with anybody. No, you're right. And do I? I but I have to know the whole time that I that I went because that's like a whole new type of torture if I have to keep it a secret. <laughs> no, you're right. I wouldn't want to go. I feel like keeping the secret is the harder part. Like it's not like oh, I did this amazing thing. It's man, I. Just can't tell anyone about it, no matter how amazing it is. Why does anybody go to anything that's like historic ever? Like, why would anybody go to Plymouth Rock? <laughs> so you could say, oh, yeah, I saw Plymouth Rock. It's just a rock. <laughs> it's nothing special. That, by the way, always is on those lists of like, you don't really need to do this. You're if you're gonna do it, have same you, thing. You're have, doing it because you said you can say you've done it. Have you been there? I have not. Oh, I thought you were giving us a review. No, but I know people who've been there, and they're like, you don't need to go there. Meanwhile, everyone that says Vegas, the Super Bowl, of course, is in Vegas. Everyone says you you got to go to Vegas once. You've never been to Vegas? I have five you've, times. You've been five times? Five times. Is it true, the thing that I've heard a few times this week from people on Radio Row, that the right amount of time to do Vegas is like 48 hours? I would say three days is about it. Like, you can't you can't just do a week there. No, it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Is that just because you run out of gas? You don't get bored, do you? Or you might run out of money. You run out of everything. <laughs> you run out of the will to live. You, it, it, it sucks the life on, on the third day. Yeah. You're like, all right, we're going home today. And if you're going home the next day, you got to battle to get to that day to go home. Yeah. Because yes. I hear how you fly in, you land at, doesn't even matter what time. Let's say you land at 8 p.m. And even though you're coming from East Coast time, Joe, you land at 8 p.m. You, yeah. know, you know what you're doing? You're going out and you're going to stay up late. It's going to be a yeah. night. Then you wake up morning one. All right, that was a good time. Let's go see what else we can do. You hit it again. Now you're on day three, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. to hit it hard twice, day three. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's probably my last day here. I, I'd like to be flying out tonight. Maybe one more day from that if you get a pool day in. Yep. But yeah, lessons to learn in Vegas. Don't stay too long. And the other one is, and I heard Amy Lawrence talking about this on the show before us on Overnight, that... You think you can walk the whole strip because you can see the whole strip. Yeah. And it is a lot farther than you think it is. Yeah. And right now, there's, I guess, so much construction and stuff going on with the Super Bowl and all new builds. You have to zigzag across the street, and it adds almost double the distance. So how far you're walking, you're actually walking double right now. It's four. It's 4.2 miles long. The strip? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if your hotel was like... You think it's a... Th- Oh, look, at, we'll just be there in five minutes. And then you have a 20-minute walk that right. you think is going to be five minutes. And then if you're going back to where you were, then it's that's, that's going to end up being like an hour walking. Yeah, it's a lot. Huh. It can be a lot. 803-0550, Vegas hosting the, uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers. Had the stat earlier today. I just I love pointing it out. And I want to actually dig into it a little more. That in the last 25 years of Super Bowl MVPs, there have been three linebackers and one running back. Mm-hmm. And it's not even one of those scenarios, Joe, where I cherry-picked it and went back far enough to find another linebacker. Mm-hmm. I had to go back 25 years to find the running back. So mm-hmm. three linebackers have won it since the last running back. And it kind of 
I just still think it's amazing. You want to talk about the position being devalued. Yeah. You could talk about that in the draft or in as we're arguing every year about should Saquon Barkley get the franchise tag. It has been 25 years since that position has won Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk the value conversation, I saw a chart uh, on the salaries that the leading rusher in each Super Bowl has made in the last 15 years. And going back to going all the way back to when the Saints won in 2009, two million bucks. <laughs> Leonard Fournette with Tampa. That's that was big... the most a running back, a leading rusher in the Super Bowl for the winning team. Like Legarrette Blunt is in there four times <laughs> as a leading rusher on like a vet minimum contract. It's going to be just, a lot. You of... don't you don't get these high. McCaffrey would be unique for this, making 16 million or whatever he is this year. For him to win it, I mean, he would ob- – I, I bet you – actually, this might be true. The, I could probably figure this out. On the chart of these running backs that have made nothing in the last 15 years winning the Super Bowl, McCaffrey might make more than all of them combined. Yeah. I am rooting for the Niners because of, A, hating the Chiefs, B, Kyle Shanahan. I also feel like there's a part of me that's probably rooting for McCaffrey here, not because I'm ready for the running back position to have any sort of resurgence or like deal with – you know, arguing about the value, but mm-hmm. he's a Hall of Famer. And if he wins the Super Bowl or wins the MVP, it's a slam dunk for him. He's He's been one of the best players in the league since he showed up. And he got traded to a good team. Yeah. And he slotted right in and took them to another level. And yeah, I, and I, he'll I, have done something that all of his... All of his counterparts, like the other elite running backs in the league, have not even really come close to right. doing, which it, would be you're the focal point, or you're a main piece of the offense that wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, it'd be nice. I think it'd be nice as a story for McCaffrey. It makes me wonder about a question that I've asked myself before, which is if the best running back of all time was in the league today, would we even know it because of the way the position is treated and the way that it's used? Like, could McCaffrey be... No, the best running back of all time. We just don't know it because he plays in the year. He plays in the year twenty seventeen to twenty twenty three. It's just it's the way it is. There is no doing better for today's game than what Christian McCaffrey's done right. in the last six if, years. If you ask one hundred football fans right now, no who, one would say it. No, who do you think the best running back of all time is? No one. Would it say would McCaffrey, be right? Barry Sanders. You'd get some Walter Payton, Jim Brown. You, sure, you. And then ask how likely is it that you ever change your mind on that? Oh, zero. It's, Never. It's. Right, it's super unlikely. Yeah. Whereas best quarterback, that is up for debate and yep. constantly moving. Best receiver, constantly moving. Best tight, tight end is like sure. you, had, you went from you've had like changes in the last three years. Defense whoever to Gronk, then to Kelsey. You might think that Bruce is the best defensive end of all time, but you have guys that put up numbers on the level for him. Yeah. I'm not gonna say they're gonna catch him all all time, but Every other position is constantly tested for the all-time greats. And, right, you make the point. The What are the chances that in 20 years the person we think is the best all-time running back has played within those last 20 years? The position is just different. Yeah. It'll, and, never, it'll never return to what it once was, I don't think, unless you get a stark change of, like, rules or something that allows running back to, like, reinsert itself as value. Two words. Bijan. Robinson. <laughs> let's well, now that go. he's got a new coach. That's right. He's got a new coach That's now. That's right. We're back on the Bijan train. Let's go. Yeah. We were robbed of the real Bijan. We're about to see it this year with uh, 
Whoever. We did get some like uh, we got some flashes. Like there was that one highlight from like the drone above above him. Yep. Where he's like making guys miss along the way. Pick of the week. When we get back, a milestone coming up this weekend. An all time mark likely to be hit. It's my pick of the week. We'll get to that. Trevor Sycamore, nine thirty on uh, his latest mock draft. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Caitlin Clark from the. Joe tracking history. Caitlin Clark. It's Caitlin Clark season. You know, as we get to college basketball. Yes. So Iowa plays Penn State tonight. Mm-hmm. The Iowa women's basketball team. Caitlin Clark is 66 points away from the all being the all-time leading women's basketball scorer. 66 points away. I don't think she'll score 66 tonight, but you cannot rule that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she doesn't do it tonight, she averages, the, the tracking of it is, she's likely to become the all-time leading scorer Sunday, 1 o'clock. They have a game against Nebraska on Super Bowl Sunday. Wow. But she continues to be, you know, an unbelievable player to watch. She is must-see every time. Like, anytime I have... A night where you're just going to throw something on in the background or there's no, you know. I think that's the Sabres have done this to me a little bit too. We're like, okay, so like light, lightning and blues are on and like TNT. And like oh. normally I'd be like into that, but just so deflated with hockey. Like, well, Caitlin Clark's on? No, I'm going to throw that on instead. Yeah, let me paint the picture. 2 nothing bad guys, five minutes into the first period. Oh, all right. I'll, yeah. I'll see what I can find. I'm trying to find. There was an amazing stat the other day on Caitlin Clark on how she has scored more points this season. Or she has more, oh, here it is, more 40-point games in 2020. Since 2020, 40-point games. Iowa football, four. Caitlin <laughs> Clark, ten. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. Yep. And she's probably going to stay in college, I guess, for as long as she, is she senior this year? I don't even know that, whether whether she is or not. Because she, because of NIL... Here you go. This is the value of it. She makes more money playing college basketball at Iowa than she would in the WNBA. The thing that will always get me that I just love is, I mean, I'm a sucker for this. You know, sometimes you're a sucker for alley-oops, dunks, whatever. Yeah. When I'm watching Caitlin Clark or any, oh. anybody, it's the range. Yes, it's for the, sure. I, I, am, I am incapable of staying quiet. When it, Steph Curry does this, yeah. when he pulls up from three steps inside half court and hits, I'm, I, every time, oh, go, oh my God. Yeah. And she does that routinely. She did it in Maryland last week. So, Caitlin Clark looking to be the number one women's scorer of all time. And uh, that'll be Sunday. Tickets for that game. It's funny. You can tell on the secondary market how much tickets cost. You could go see a game that she's going to play. Tonight and get in a reasonable number. You want to try to see this game? It's at Nebraska where she's going to break the record. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, not getting in. Eight oh three oh five fifty. When we get back, we have Super Bowl food based trivia, which means, I mean, I think we can count on a food take from you coming out. You're going to tell us you are you your big tradition is to have Cobb salad and halftime. The, Cobb salads are delicious. They're great. In fact, you know what? I'm going to have one for lunch today. All right. Cobb salad. What movie? Gonna, perfect. What, what movie are you gonna see? Uh what movie? 
gonna see. I haven't been watching movies lately. I'm, into, I'm watching Chernobyl. We're not rewatching Chernobyl right now. A rewatch. HBO. Yeah. Josh, actually, you told me about a show that was coming out on Apple yeah. TV that, that maybe I should give a shot to. Masters of the Air. But I didn't see the I didn't see Band of Brothers. So you, know, you, don't you, have to. you definitely don't have to. Oh, it's like that. It's not yes. like a okay. Yeah, I've been watching Masters of the Air. I watched the first episode and it it was really good. It's very good. I've seen a fir- the first two and I'm maybe mm-hmm. a little bit into number three. It, it is very good. I like it a lot. Yeah. What else is there out there? What are we waiting for? Are we waiting for like a big? Oh, I know what we're waiting for. I was going to say, do you, do you want the answer to that question? Oh, for TV. We're, yeah. For TV? Never mind. Why? What's your answer? No, nothing. Nothing. It's not worth it. It's what? Like 857. What? Is it a Sabres thing? It's, yes. <laughs> Just not worth right, it. Well, I'll give you my answer. <laughs> we are six days away from Love is Blind Season 6. Oh, Let's here we go. go. Love is Blind Season 6. Are they going to try live again? I don't know. That didn't go well last time? Listen, it is a trashy reality show mm-hmm. that is actually good. It is an enjoyable... I don't think those two things can be it's true. A, it's pro- Well, it's not that trashy, I don't, I don't think. Season but it's one. good. Yes. Season six mm. on Valentine's Day. Of is co- it good even if you usually would not be into like dating shows like that? Or like, this is all fake, I'm I, not into it? I think so. It's the only one that I actually watch. Yeah. I've made it through one season of The Bachelor in my life. You're saying it's better than that one season of The Bachelor that I saw? I think it is undoubtedly better than The Bachelor. Yes. Undoubtedly better. Yes. Hmm. You haven't sold me enough on it. I'm more (laughs) likely to watch the Patriots documentary than I am to watch Love is Blind next week. Get out of here. Holy cow. I'm also, oh, you know what's coming? Oh, I got it real quick. Did you see what Jerry Seinfeld is is about to put his name on? No. This guy, who is very careful and calculated about what he puts his name on, he did Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, finally, after Seinfeld, because like that took years, he liked that idea. He did B-Movie, which is what it is, it's a kid's movie. It's the only movie he's ever done. Until now. Jerry Seinfeld, I think it's going to be on Netflix, is going to star in and make... A movie about Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Are these are these talking? This is the they, big are they, thing. Are they talking Pop-Tarts? No, it's like about the it's like an it's like a Pop-Tarts origin story. I guess. So it's not like a documentary, but it's like No, a, it's a movie. It's it's like he is playing a role of like about the people who started Pop-Tarts. Melissa McCarthy is in it, I guess, too. Like, there are good actors in it. But this guy finally is like, okay, what was the idea that got him out of, you know, the bunker to, like, put, like, oh, they like, what's the project you really would want to come back to do? Pop-Tarts. I want to say that feels like him, but at the same time, it doesn't. Like, I don't know. I think it kind of. De- I guess it does kind of feel like him. It, but do- it depends on what role he's playing. I just don't think there's any way it's going to be good. Anyway, that's coming out soon as well. So get ready. Get your cob salads ready for the Pop Tarts movie. <laughs> All right, I'll see the Pop Tarts. We'll go see it together. It's called Unfrosted. Unfrosted. Yeah. Get out of here. Unfrosted, Unfrosted, the, the Pop-Tart, Pop-Tart story. The Pop-Tart story, yeah. Can't wait. I don't know what it's going to be like, but 
Wild idea. All right. All right. Speaking of Pop-Tarts, food-based trivia, Super Bowl stuff, you know, uh, what trophy would make the worst doorstop? It's been a day. <laughs> We're having ourselves a time <laughs> in here. That and, of course, the MVP and the NFL Awards tonight. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. I have a couple 